The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I am the entertainment you pay to see. Julian, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Marquez. Andre with the uppercut. Andre, the pit bull Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt today and I are going to be joined by Julian Marquez. And now, if you would have told me that Julian was on a year ago, I would have said, yeah, that feels about right. Um, his last appearance was December of 2017. So I'm either getting very old or time is just moving very quickly. He's fighting Jordan Wright, um, Lad versus Dumont, of course. Uh, and the co-main of that uh, night is uh, Arlovsky against... Um, uh carlos philippe and we have andre arlovsky making his first appearance on the show i'm happy to be talking to arlovsky i don't know him do you know him matt yes arlovsky i i fought on the same cards with uh andre arlovsky i'm gonna say several times yeah so i mean he's an old school dude so i like that and julian we're gonna talk to him in a second and like you said it's been a while but Jimmy, yes. We, we, after this pandemic, whatever the quarantines and the, mm. everything's been locked down, and it's like we were just got back from the blip. Yep, from the snap. You know yeah. what that is? No, but I, I, it feels right when you say it. I'm going to explain really quick. It's when Thanos did the snap like this, and he took and because he, he had the gauntlet on with all the the infin, infinity stones. Oh, didn't he have like the magical infinity rocks? Y- yes, stones. Yeah. Too stones and um infinity stones and and half of the all of creation every half of everybody living was already disappeared you know yeah and then then jimmy but my point is you know iron man did his thing and then and then next thing you know they went back in time and the avengers endgame i know it sounds real unrealistic but no, they, no. they, they figured out time travel and they ended up sure they ended up getting everybody back and they called it the blip, I think it was in that in. I don't know. Anyway, Jimmy, let's Julian get Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like we just came back. 
It does feel like that. Um, and I'm really shocked that it's been three years since we've had Julian on. Is there any way we can cut that out of this whole episode? No, 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 no. Let's get Julian in here. Got it. I'm in. We're in. We're ready to rock. Let's do this. Did you say something about my beard? A hundred percent. I wanted to get a look at it. And now that I do have a look at it, Julian, you look well-groomed, my friend. No, thank you very much. You know, I'm trying to make it a little civilized, get that business casual look, let, let them know I'm here for, for business. I'm seeing you look less caveman-ish. <laughs> you know, started for nothing. You started rising up and they're looking good, clean. That's it. Now, let me ask you something. We love your fighting style. You're so entertaining, entertaining, Julian. But everybody's talking about the whole thing with Miley Cyrus. Did you actually go on a date with her or no? No, I didn't go on a date with Miley Cyrus. I never asked her on a date. I don't know where everyone keeps saying, like, yeah. go on a date with her. Oh, well, All what did I did you was say? just ask her to just be my Valentine's. All right, Julian, put your sword away. We're all friends. You said something about Miley Cyrus, and you're yeah. like, ah, everybody's saying I'm going on a date. Yes, yeah, it'll be your Valentine. What comes after that? A fucking date. Could be. I shit. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. But we got we it did its purpose, it's got what it is, and I still walk out to her, still love it. I still love her music, and that's that. But I'm gonna continue doing me just like she's doing her. That's not a shtick. You really do love her music. Yeah, I, I fucking love it. I've always I love loved one it. song by her, Mean. I let song Mean by Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I actually go on, I go look for live versions of that, but I, I don't know a lot of her stuff. How does that go? Because you're mean. I'm not going to sing it. I'm not very good. I won't do it justice, but I like oh, it. Oh, man. No, that's, that's a unique song for sure. I like that you like her music. I think that's very, you're very, it shows you're very secure with yourself. Man, I, I, do, I just, so fun fact about me, um, for the longest time, I actually was a tumbling teacher uh, and I was at a dance studio. So I sat there and was always around the kids and always around, you know, just awesome, great poppy music. And that's kind of what like brought me into it. Like listen to the hardcore rap and listening to all this, like just aggressive music. It, it's, it's fun at times. Don't get me wrong. I, I, sometimes when I'm at the gym, I like to listen to hardcore punk, but like, I can't listen to that like all the time. So sometimes I just want to get like upbeat music and just yeah. feel good, great, happy. And that's why I listen to, to her. Now, wait, let me ask you too. Um, what, what is a tumbler instruct tumble instructor? So I would sit there and spot these girls when, when they do backflips, uh, you know, when I had to do uh, a back tuck, standing back tuck, a double. Oh, gymnastics. I'm over there to spot them. Yeah. With gymnastics. So I would spot them with the round offs, the aerials, um, and just continue to be their support. You know, I would deal with kids from, you know, uh, I would say like eight years old all the way to 18. And you need someone strong to be able to, to, you know, to keep these girls up from landing on their own head because they're trying new moves that they've never done before. So that was my role. So what kind of pressure are they under? Like Simone Biles this year was had a hard time. And like there's, I guess, a tremendous amount more pressure than we see that they have to deal with. Yeah. Oh, man. For gymnastics, it, it's a little bit different. Dance, dance is just it's all critiquing about your look, your your movements, your your sound on the, the beat. Um, I could only imagine how it would be in gymnastics itself when you have the pressure of like the world watching you and also like you're accountable for every little mishap that you have in there. Um, you know, one thing could be a bad score. One thing could be a broken leg. So I couldn't even imagine the pressure that these people go through and then the expectation that everyone has of you and trying to live up to that. You know, it, it's it's definitely 
probably really difficult. Julian, let me ask you, what what got you started in the martial arts? And how, how old were you when you, you did your first, tried your first class? Man, when we were kids, like my dad and I would always watch the old Pride. Um, we would grow up and that's what it was. It was boxing. Our family would get together and watch boxing events. And then Pride started coming out. So we would watch Pride as well. And we just get these giant like watch parties with my entire family in Kansas City. And it was just, it was fun to see that. And then there'd be times that me and my dad would just be watching it all night and it was just on forever. And it was just kind of like got me into there until one day, you know, being a troubled kid, my dad was like, Hey, I spoke to your, uh, your teacher and he's actually the wrestling coach. I'm putting you in wrestling. I think it'd be great for your discipline. So I went into that and then one thing led to the next, the next thing led to that. So it all stemmed from my dad and I sitting there watching pride and the old days and boxing matches. What uh, is, is your dad still with us? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Thank God. It would be so, it would be, what a horrible question, Jimmy, if he wasn't, <laughs> I was going to say, what is he, how is he, he must be so proud. Oh man. He, he, he's actually, he's very proud. Um, you know, me and my dad have a very, very tight relationship. My family and I are super close. Um, so it, for him to see that, like, and see the growth of it, him, he's super involved as well because he's a judge in Kansas City himself. So he judges a lot of the local fights and uh, he's always watching, always critiquing. And just, I got him more involved. He got me involved. And it was just, it, it's, been, it's been a great journey for us both. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice that he's around and he like knows what you're doing and he loves what you're doing. Um, you know, I always wonder, like, I guess it's easier with a son than a daughter, but it's always interesting how the parents feel about, um, their, their, uh, their kid fighting. But when did, I'm trying to time, I can't believe we haven't had you on in three years. Like it's crazy to me. I would have thought it was a year ago. Um, so I don't know if our records are wrong. Did that Miley Cyrus thing happen a year ago or was that more than three years ago? Oh, it happened in February of this oh, month. Oh, was, the, oh, this, was year, this year? This year. This month. This year. I don't know why I'm thinking we've talked to you since then. I guess I'm incorrect. It feels like the whole world's been on on hold. Yeah, yeah. It's an awkward time right now. Like, everything doesn't... We're, dude, we're only a couple months away from 2022, you know? Like, where is this whole year gone? Yeah. True. Yeah. And did, have you fought in front of a, a crowd yet? Yeah, I haven't fought in front of a crowd, which... I mean, it feels like... I, I, my last few fights, I haven't been in front of a crowd, which it, I don't really hear them even if uh, they were there. Yeah, this is at the apex. Are they letting small crowds in, in the apex now, like a, a minimal amount of people? That's what it looks like. Celebrities can get in and things like that. I, I see them there, but I don't necessarily know the whole, like how it works or who's all allowed to come in. But did you miss the, you seem to like, if you, if you blocked them out, did you miss the walkouts or did you miss... Uh, I mean, you've had a couple of great submissions. Do you miss doing that in front of a crowd or does it not affect you at all? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do it regardless if I have people there, if we're in the back, you know, back of the street, just doing what we're doing, you know, like I, I don't, does it change anything? It's just super fun whenever you have a crowd there and you get them just roaring like, oh man, like being there at, you know, the USC 261, the first open uh, one in Jacksonville this year, it was 261, correct? Um, um, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's 261, but the Usman or yeah, Usman versus Masvidal, like being there and listening to the crowd and just seeing like everything, how it was and how everybody was excited to see fights back and be a part of the event. Like I enjoy having that feeling and being in control of the entire crowd and their, 
their emotions towards that moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and do you get, uh, like if you know somebody's in the audience when you're fighting that you like or that you're a fan of or family or are you able to totally block that out or are you always aware that they're there actually uh i don't i don't know anyone's there you know like i don't know anyone's there that it's crazy wild story but in my darren stewart fight we had in winnipeg there was thousands of fans there it was loud obviously we're going crazy and uh kraus wasn't even my coach at the time but he was in the front row um, he was out there supposed to be for Tim Elliott, but his, his opponent missed weight. And Krause is in the front row at the fighter section, and he is coaching me through the entire crowd, and I could hear his voice versus, you know, my actual corner at the time. I couldn't hear them. So he actually was talking to me, and I could hear his voice throughout thousands of people, but I didn't hear anybody else's voice. Now, does he just have a very loud voice or isn't it weird how sometimes you can even when you're in a room and you pick up a conversation across the room, you just hear them and you're like, I shouldn't be able to hear them because there's so much noise in between. But for some reason, it just connects. I think we're comfortable with what we know and we hear a lot of outside distracting noises. But the thing we're most familiar with is, you know, the person that we're around the most or the person that we respect the most, the person that, you know, we're most commonly used in, in crowd has cornered me multiple times uh, prior to when I left to Vegas. I mean, I was with him for the first half of my career, the first beginning part of the journey. So we had that connection there and he's always been a part of that. So being able to hear that, it's the same exact as like finding like, you know, if, if you were to play a recording of 18 different, you know, females and one of them being your mom, you're going to know exactly which voice that is. Yes, it would be the one who sounded disappointed. That is. Uh, <laughs> I would know who she is. Oh shit! Yo, I love James Krause in the corner, man. I like the certain guys. I when it goes to the corner, I really like to listen in between rounds. I like when he was uh, cornering Tim Elliott over uh, last weekend. He's like, "Listen, listen, you fucker! Listen, you little fucker! I love that shit because you can tell he's close with him and he knows him, and he's getting you know he wants the point to come through. It's coming from a good place." Yeah, but uh, but it's always intelligent and motivating, and uh, yeah, I, I James Krause is phenomenal. Man, one thing James is not is he's not a fan, you know. Like, and I don't mean like a fan of the sport. I don't mean like a fan of the the fighting. I mean he's not when he's in your corner. He's not your friend. He's not your fan. He is your he's the general. He's the guy that's going to lead you to victory and. You trust that. So he's going to tell you how it is. I mean, he's done it multiple times. Grant Dawson, Jeff Molina, uh, even Tim Elliott. Uh, he even made accountability posts saying that it was his fault that in the second round, he made a terrible decision that he didn't know because of what he thought. And like, that is an actual leader. That is someone that's on the front of the lines. Like they're going to admit that when they're wrong, it's the, uh, what's Jocko saying? Um, uh, it is, Oh, what does Jocko say? His little thing is, <laughs> yeah, but it is uh, taking uh, accept or, um, extreme ownership. That's what it is. Extreme ownership. And that's what it is. He's, he's owning his shit. Were you surprised that he said that too? Cause again, that was a really, uh, you know, I guess he really felt like he didn't give Tim uh, the right uh, in instructions about how they were doing in the fight. When you saw that, were you like, wow, I was surprised or uh, you don't see a lot of coaches doing that. You know, it was the first time I ever seen, it doesn't surprise me that he did it, but it was the first time that I saw that. And it was just like, like that. He said that it made me one, like, I was like, Oh, that's legit of him to say that. And then I kind of sat back and was like, Oh shit. Like 
that's I've never seen anyone do that before. But yet in the in the room, like if he makes a bad mistake or if he says something that wasn't correct, like he'll take ownership of it. But this was like the first public, you know, scenario where he took ownership of it because he absolutely believed that he he messed up. And that's that's a general right there. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Shit goes wrong in my corner. I blame Longo. A lot of guys <laughs> yeah, going senile. Where the fuck's the ice? Listen, I'm with you, Julian. I'm with you. Listen, right, Jordan Wright. He's shown. Yeah, he can come back from a loss. He got back on his horse, and then he took out and he, and he got a win over uh, Jamie Pickett with a freaking uh, first round TKO. So that's showing a guy that's not dwelling on that shit. So I mean, no, this, make, this makes. For fireworks, this fight because he was in that fight with Buckley before he got taken out. Oh, this he was finding he was finding Buckley left and right. He he had his number. It's just Buckley was just he's a very explosive, uh, aggressive fighter, and he ended up getting him. He ended up getting him in the second or in the first, and then started the second round. He ended up putting him down. This this is a reason why they put me on this card. They need the entertainment. They need the excitement. They need Julian Marquez in there. They need a Cuban missile crisis. We're both 100% finish rates, but the difference between him and I is that I'm an animal of a different breed that he's never seen before. And that's, what's going to happen come this uh, Saturdays. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to make, I'm going to take over the main event. I'm going to take over the card and I make highlight reels for all to see. And what uh, do you now? Do you have a prediction as to what round are you, are you, are you uh, predicting a win or a submission in a certain round? I'm I'm predicting a victory. I don't care how it's done, but you're going to be excited the whole way through. You're going to be on the edge of your seat sitting there like, oh my gosh. And then afterwards, you're going to be tweeting about it. Holy crap. I can't believe this guy's an animal. That's what you're going to say. Yes. One more question too about uh, James Krause and Tim Elliott. When you're in a fight, and, and, and again, you've, you've had, your only losses have been two decisions. One was a split decision. So you've obviously, you're always in a fight. Or do you have a good gauge when you're fighting? Like, I think I dropped that round, right? Or do you really rely on someone else because it's hard to tell when you're in the middle of it? Man, I, I know, I know when I, I know when I feel and I know when I'm losing, um, you know, and I know when to turn it up. And in all the fights that I have, I mean, that Alessio fight when I lost, I was still turning it up, even though I didn't only have one arm that I was able to use. And I was still pushing the pace the whole time. I never stopped. And that's what you have to do. And the same thing with Maki. I knew I was down, but like James made sure to let me know that I was down. And then knowing that put, you know, just an extra motive to like, all right, we got to go. If you don't finish it, it doesn't fucking count word for word. So I got to make that shit count. How do you feel about open, open scoring? We've talked about, or the open judging. We've uh, it's been bounced around a lot. The idea of it, and like in a split decision, especially, um, is it one of those things where you're like, "Fuck, I wish I would have known," or it wouldn't have changed anything? Man, I, I honestly think they should put out open uh, scoring just so like everyone can, so, so we know we're not. The problem is, is that every other sport has uh, a score that you can see. This is the first one where it's so difficult for you to to know what's going on because. You, you have all these different factors, you know, like which judge is going to, is going to look at it as a boxing state, which judge is going to look at it kickboxing, which judge is going to look at it over wrestling, which judge is going to have this And each judge presents its own issue. So with me, yeah, put the open scoring because you're not only going in there to fight the fight against your opponent. You're also fighting the judges if it goes into a decision. And a lot of things are way closer than it should be. Virtually if looking at Tim's fight, like that was that second round was, I could see where Tim won and I could see where Tim lost, 
But like at the same time, you know, it would just be better for everyone to know like, all right, Tim, you got to turn it up. And it would bring the excitement in around three, if we're one and one to everyone, they both know like who's going to show up. It's all, it really is just for that moment at the end and still or new, it's, it's just for that one moment of excitement, the anticipation of who won the fight. And I would say in 80% of the decisions, most of us know who won the fight. Not always. You have your split decisions. You have your really close fights. But most times people go, yeah, I, I kind of figured he was up uh, four to one or three to two in a five-round fight. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's the it's the uh, the art of the unknown. Like the that right there is what actually I think probably draws everyone into, you know, fighting and becoming a fan is because you don't really know what's happening. Even though you think you know, we have an idea of what we know. And then all of a sudden, everything just like, whoa, what's going on? Again, we can always relate back to Tim's fight where a lot of people were like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I thought he won and James even thought he won. Or you go back to my fight with Alessio, like, I believe I won. And then, you know, yeah, I didn't. But everyone thought I won. And it's just like, it would just be nice and make things easier. And you would still have those exciting moments if each fighter won the first round and then it was a decision or if it was two and two. You would still have a lot of those moments. And you're right. It's the only sport that doesn't have it. And I think the idea of knowing someone is down two rounds to none makes that third round. We all know what has to happen. Um, yeah, I, I think that they should do it. It would be a lot more. I, just, I think it's a lot better for the fighters to know where they're at, too. Yeah. Also, think about it. Like, How many fights have we seen? Obviously, I'm one of them. But how many fights have we seen where your person's down two rounds and they come back in the third and it's like, and it just erupts everybody and they win. And you're just like, Holy crap. You were on the edge of your seat. You're like, you can't believe that person just came back. How many times we, we just saw it with uh malarkey. Malarkey was getting worked in the first round against this fight with, uh, I can't even think of his name, but off the top of my head, but he was, he was down. And then all of a sudden he comes back. It was just a dog fight. My fight with Maki was the same thing at the beginning you know, it wasn't doing too good for me, but knowing that I was down two rounds going into that third round, there was a switch that went and the accelerator went on and it, it made this fight even more exciting. You think it might take people out of it though, when they see each round and they might just, instead of being in the fight, being like, how just complaining about the judges, how did they give that to him? How um, could they give that round? How could they get me more of this fight going on? How could they get that round? This fucking judge. And they're talking amongst each other. And then Julian goes out, gets the knockout, and they're not even looking at you know what I mean? I don't know. There's two yeah. sides. There's always there's always sides. You're gonna have controversy either way. You know, the the open scoring could be just for the fighters themselves, but you know, it, it the way it is, it just it gives the fighter an understanding, like regardless if they didn't score the round right or they score the round for the other guy or not it's still going to let you feel like, all right, I either got to turn it up or I got to continue doing what I'm doing, um, X, Y, Z. But you're going to always have controversy, whether you don't have open scoring, whether you have open scoring. So it's just, who are you going to try to please? Yeah, because there's things in the in the cage that will bother, bother fighters too, whether it's uh, whether it's a, a cup kick or, a, a, you know, a fingers being out or grabbing the fence. There's been plenty of things or, or standing two guys up when, when, when one guy's actually working for something. So... I'm sure that that happens, but yeah, that's a good point. Would it affect the way you guys see the fight? I still think it's worth it, though, to know where you're at as opposed to you might get angry if a, a round is against you. Yeah, there was, Invicta has the open scoring, um, and there, it seems to be doing fine. I don't, I don't see a lot of people having a lot of controversy when it comes to the open scoring. 
but at the same time, you know, what would it be if we're talking about more eyes and more, just more, I guess, more people looking at more stakes. Uh, I don't know. Jimmy was asking me my opinion on him being in like, with like uh, Elias Theodoro. He wants to be like the next ring card boy at Invicta. And I go, Jimmy, don't stick to your stand up, Jimmy. Don't. I mean, what do you look at Jimmy for a second? Jimmy, take your shirt off. I, I can't because I hurt my back. Oh. And if I lift my arms, it hurts. It's not because I've developed man breasts because I can't stop eating. It's because my. Uh, <laughs> but, but hold like you're holding a card and make the face you were making before with your lips like you were doing. The ducky face. Do it, Jimmy. What do you think? Julian? Let me switch it up. I got, I'm looking at you right now. Let me switch it over. Look at him. I can't. It's only, I only, your face is the only thing on. I got this beautiful fucking face right now. Oh, and I, I can't see my ring card. I can't see my ring card guy. Oh, you can only see Matt. That's funny. Um, well, great. That's well, Julian, <laughs> you're the opening fight of this, uh, of this main card on Saturday. Um, and it's obviously going to be a great fight between you and Jordan. And uh, yeah, come on, don't make us wait three years, man. Come back sooner, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you on the other side of this fight. But I know you're predicting a win. You're a fun fighter to watch, man. You're very exciting, and uh, it's good talking to you. you. And you seem like you're well, Matt. You got to send me some of your merch, man. I see you sending merch all over ah, the place to everybody. But you got it. Hey, Julian, really quick, because we know you're tasting music. Enough of all this MMA shit for a second. What kind of what shows are you watching? Are you streaming anything? So I actually I watched uh, this past week. I watched Squid Games, which is by far like one of the coolest yeah. series that's out at this present moment. Um, I since we got into the uh, quarantine hotel, we are now starting to watch Midnight Mass or yeah Midnight Mass because I want to watch that. It's very very different. I heard it's better than Bly Manor and uh, Bly Manor. And it, it's not as scary as um, what is that? The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. So like those are what I'm, I'm watching, but there's a mo- uh, there's a show on Apple TV called uh, The Morning Show that I want to look at. And that's back whenever I can't think of which reporter got removed from the air for some controversial things that he said. And it's I guess it's supposed to be real good. But uh, The Morning Show on Apple TV those are, those are my taste. All you know, right. I'm going to check those out, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't love the morning show. I would like it more if uh, it had more of an element of squid game. Then I would really enjoy the morning show. Yeah. If they could combine those two ideas. I got uh, to the first game in squid game and I'm like, what the it's fuck? It's great, right? It's really cool. Yeah. Red like I don't want to give it away, but I'm like, whoa. What's crazy is no one wanted that. No one wanted that yep. film. And it took him what, like 10 years, 12 years for him to get yeah. the film up there. And it's like, if you think about it, it probably would not have done as well in 2010 versus now. Maybe not. I think, I mean, because it, it's so much, so close to like Saw, you know, yeah. it's just oh, maybe. It's the same thing as like Saw. You got to get out. It's a survivalist drama, you know? It's a movie or a series? I just thought it's, it's a, a series. series. Nine <laughs> episodes. And Byung-Hun uh, Lee, I think is how you say his name, is a very, very big star in Korea. And you're right, because 10 years ago, he wasn't the star that he is now. I don't even know if he was involved in the project back then. Uh, maybe not. When did they make it? Did they make it? They did, oh, yeah, they did make it recently because one of the lead women who's stunning is a very famous model. It was her first acting job. So yeah, this actually wouldn't have been the same cast 10 years ago. Yeah, no, it would have been a different cast. And I think the, the, the art of the unknown again is what made it better. Like most of the movies or series that we watch with people that are super famous with high profile, you have an expectation to them. But when you watch something where you have no clue who the hell anything is, 
your your look or your watching and interest is more sparked because you're learning something new and you're learning new actors and actresses. It's true, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm sucked into it. Yeah. yeah, me too. All right, Julian. Pleasure, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, Julian. I appreciate y'all. Thank you all very much. All right. See you later, man. Take care. Later. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. P3 portable protein packs are a savory and crunchy combination of three dynamic sources of protein from meat, cheese, and nuts. Each P3 pack contains up to 13 grams of protein, and they come in great tasting combinations like turkey, almond, and Colby Jack. P3, three dynamic ways to fuel your day with protein-packed meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Jimmy, I'm going to show you my abs later. Okay, I would like you to. I'm very jealous you have them. I'm eating better, though. Okay, do it real quick before I... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Look, I'm pinching. Yeah. I'm pinching, Jimmy. Jimmy, I, I have more than that on my oh, eye. You call me a fat guy. Look. Oh! We can hear you, Andre. We can't see, see you. us? Well, I hope that's what he logged into, was you pinching your abs, Matt. I just thought for some reason I went on some, like, red, redtube.com or something, you know? This? No, it's not redtube. <laughs> Look at that beard. That's a Spartan beard. Uh, Andre Olaski, old friend. How are you, man? I'm good. Very excited about coming up match and uh, like Nike, just do it. Just effing do. But you've been doing it for a long time. And me, we fought on the same card. I'm, dude, I don't want to say 20 years ago, but I think 20 years ago. I fought on the same card. You at the MGM. I fought on several cards. And you're bet. I'll tell you, man. Once we think you're out, you come back in strong, bro. You're looking, you're looking great. Thank you. I am Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way he says Benjamin Button. Andre, a few years ago, people were writing you off. You had some tough fights. And I don't know what, what happened, but all of a sudden, you just start kicking ass again. And all of a sudden, like, oh, he doesn't have a chin. Oh, well, look at the shots he's taking. He does have a chin. Once people say somebody doesn't have a chin, usually they don't. Usually they, they just fade away. What Did you change anything different in preparation for these fights? Are you doing less sparring? What's going on? About sparring, I always uh, wear headgear, first of all. And secondly, uh, I choose what's more important for me right now because, like, 
10, 15 years ago, I thought it's going to be easy. Pay, paycheck always going to be highest, like when I fought an affliction and uh, strike force, whatever. And for some reason, uh, like, I can party, I can work out, and I didn't, like, said, oh, it's going to be always like that. And one day, <clears throat> I start fighting again for, like, 15 plus 15, you know, 25,000, 2,000, and, fuck, I have a family, I have a kids, and uh, I choose what's more important for me. And I start uh, be, being more smart with my with my money, with my income, and I choose what's more important for me. And uh, I am lucky person that my family, my wife, let me do what I love to do. And I love fighting. So, and I understand right now that in, in the best case scenarios, I I have probably like three four years to compete on a high level, and that's it. So I need to be smart. I have to take care of myself, and I have to be. Uh, Listen, last 10 weeks, not even fucking one beer. Only non-alcoholic beer, and this is disgusting, you know. No alcohol at all. And uh, that's works, you know. And last, I'm in good shape. And the last five weeks, you saw they came three times, they tested me. So I'm good. Did you uh, think when you, I guess 99 was your first pro fight, did you think you would still be fighting into your... 40s what did you expect to happen when you started this career oh why first of all why i started ufc and i start like first uh first uh, uh my fight was in the m1 european championship because i was hungry for glory for money and that's why i start fighting and uh and when i uh when i uh met at that time a company called athletic in athletic in the russian something like that they brought uh, from whole Soviet, former Soviet Union fighters, uh, kickboxers, boxers, uh, MMA fighters to compete in the United States. And when I won the world uh, championship in Samba, they gave me like bonus $50. I put three more dollars and I bought first uh, pager Motorola. And people from like Athletic USA, uh, Athletic USA company was calling. They paid me every month 50 bucks. I was like, what the fuck, it's good money. You know, like when I was like, how old I was, I was like 20 years old, $50 per month, it was a big money for me. And I decided, you know what, no more, no more Sambo, I want to compete in the United States. And I choose uh, to come here and uh, compete, train here, and uh, time shows I was right. I'm not, I, usually I'm not always right about my decision, but this exactly, about particularly this one, I, I was right. And you must be encouraged when you see guys like Anderson fought, um for a long time in dc you must be very encouraged when you see other guys very effective uh into their 40s like whatever it is that's changed maybe it's the way uh guys heal or or, or medicine but what do you think it is that's enabled guys to go so much later now than they used to be able to go i don't know like all all the time for me was a great example george foreman when he became world champion in right. 46 and uh I I uh, I spoke with many professional athletes like boxers, kickboxers, and they told me like for especially for heavyweights, prime time it's after thirty five. So I guess I guess that's that's, that's, that's uh, motivated me and they gave me hope. And you still love it. You still get as excited for it as you used to get. Hundred percent. You still you can see like fire in my eyes, you know, and. Uh, like I said, I choose what's more important for me. One one of my coaches back in Chicago, Dina Castes and Jiu-Jitsu told me, discipline is remembering what you want. Every single day when I woke up, like especially in camp, I remember what I want, why I'm doing this shit, you know? And uh, 
like I said, I, if I have to choose, if I can go like to the restaurant, have a nice dinner with my friends or my family, or I have to wake up tomorrow morning at 4.45, and in camp I have to wake up three times a week like at 4.45 because first workout, 6, six o'clock, and I have to drive one hour. So, I, I, of course, I, I choose to go to sleep and be have a, have a good rest for, 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 for next day. So... I'm pretty much one of the first fighters who comes to the gym and one of the last who live in all the, every day. You said you're still hungry too. Like you still want to, what is the ultimate goal? Do you want to get back up uh, into the top 10 or do you have an ultimate goal that you think makes sense for you? No, I don't want to come back at top 10. I want to come back, uh, come back at five, top five and fight for the, for the title. You do? Back in 2017 when I fought uh, Miosic. I, I, I was overtraining, you know, I just, when I remember, I remember that uh, evening before the fight, I ate some like fried, uh, I ate some uh, rice and and grilled chicken. I didn't feel a taste because I was overtraining. My mind wasn't there. When I fought Mangano, it was like good matchup for me. You know, I was in Albuquerque and uh, two day, uh, 10 days before the fight, I put down my dog. I was like, my mind wasn't there. I just, it's not excuse. It's just like exam. And he, he, he beat my ass. And now I like that fighting a, a new commerce and don't understand me wrong. I'm not complaining. I, I really stay, stay busy and fight like uh, wherever UFC gave me them, but one day, like I know, I'm gonna fight uh, for the title. Not today, not tomorrow, but one day, definitely, in the next three years. Like Glover Teixeira. I mean, look, Glover has a shot, and uh, that's got also got to be encouraging that he's had this late resurgence and he's looked great. I mean, he's beat some really, really good fighters. Now I understand. Be, be, before I listen, oh, you have to be mind in the right spot. You have to be like mentally like ready. You have to. Now, with age, I understand it's many, many ifs. If you want to be ready for the fight, you have to like somehow protect yourself from upcoming like stuff, like some like family problems, kids, kids problems, whatever. It's, it's, when I'm in camp, I'm just simply like eating, training, sleeping and repeat every day. Once in a while, I, I can take my old son for baseball practice and that's it. My wife to care about all, all these problems and my focus only on my fights. My family for last 10, 10 weeks, it was my coaches, for my coaches. Let's say when you're not fighting, is there any hobbies you have, Andre, that are unrelated to training and MMA? 100% I support Second Amendment, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I, now, like I have to, like I said, everything comes with experience, life experience, fighting experience. Now, I'm smart with my income. And uh, we try to do with my wife some like side business because definitely it doesn't matter how I like often I'm telling everyone, oh, I want to fight at least till age 45. I understand if I'm going to be like not willing uh, uh, fighting, for example, uh, not, not willing to be fighting next year because of some uh, uh, because of some like age or because of some like my my, my health issues, whatever, to to to. to I'm, I'm going to stop fighting. I, I don't want to be like, kill, I don't want to kill myself because I want to be, uh, see how my, my kids grow, uh, growing up and uh, have their families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You have to be smart. That's why I like focus 100% right now while I'm fighting, while I'm competing, while I'm in camp on my health, on my schedule, on my diet, everything. It's like so many small things like makes a big picture. So like I said, I'm happy 
person that my wife let me do what I love to do. She take care about most stuff. And since God, UFC and Dana White let me fight in UFC. So, yeah, but we're happy to still be watching you, buddy. And you never look better. I'll tell you right now, you've been looking great. Thank you. So I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yeah. What do you think? Before I let you go, Andre, what do you think of the top of the division? Now they're saying Francis and Cyril. It looks like that's going to happen. Uh, Cyril kind of came from out of nowhere, uh, you know, at least in public perception. And he's uh, he's pretty uh, very flexible, actually, for a lightweight. He moves really well. Um, what do you think of that matchup? Definitely, I put money on Cyril. And uh, if I will have opportunity to fight. Is a gun or serial? I would love to serial because I like his style. It's kind of similar to what I did like, oh my God, one years ago. So I, I want to test myself against him. Oh, so you would take him? You, you, you would, I think a lot of people are picking him against Francis. I'm going to put mine on him, like I said, 100%. Well, good luck this, uh, this Saturday at the Co Main. Um, again, always exciting to watch you fight. And Matt's right. I mean, you really look tremendous and uh you know what do you find you're 42 and and you just you're fighting 42.5 okay (laughs) yeah thank you very much thank you all right andre be well thank you bye-bye the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And he is fun to watch, man. Andre gets in. He, like, the fights he's lost where he's been finished early by, like, you know, Stipe or Francis, he's in there punching. Like, you know, he really wants to get in there. He never wants to stay away from a guy. You also just meant it's also Stipe and Francis. So it's not like you mentioned, right. you know, Joe Schmo. Hey. I'm taking Francis against Cyril, by the way. Yeah, I'm taking Cyril against Francis. Let's call the whole thing. Who do you want these to fix? Uh, yeah, sure, buddy. So you're saying you're taking – Julian Marquez. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The uh, I'm going to take uh, Marquez. So am I, buddy. I'm going to take him by a second round submission. Really? Yep. Interesting, Jimmy. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take him by. Uh, I'm going to take. You know what? This Jordan Wright's no punk. No, not at all. All right. Mm-hmm. No matter what you say, you didn't call him a punk, Jimmy. I'm no, sorry. of course not. I would personally love to see you as a ring card boy. Me too. All right. I didn't want, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you. In front of no, me. you didn't at all. I thought I did a great job. I did a great audition. Julian didn't see it. I hope Dana sees that. I was terrific. Look at I meet all the time. It's great. Come on. I looked phenomenal. If Dana doesn't hire me for that, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to show you my abs again. All right, but listen, I'm picking Julian. I'm going to say only because I think he's relentless. He's going to get a third round stoppage ground to pound. Okay. 
I, that's what I'm feeling. Let's keep it going. Let's do the main and co-main. Um, you want to do the main or co-main first? Uh, Aspen Lad, Norma Dumont, um, Norma six and one. Aspen, Aspen only had that one loss that she was very upset with uh, to uh, Jermaine Duranime. That uh, quick, uh, like sixteen second stoppage, which may have been a little too soon. I don't. I remember. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I remember it was like, yeah, she was. Wasn't she of a bad weight cut or something where she looked like she was kind of out of it? Um, she was having a hard time. Here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to say, and by the way, Nor, uh, Norma Dumont's, you know, she, she's, she is no lemon. She nope. just Felicia Spencer. I just saw Felicia Spencer last night. Her and her husband are training at Sarah BJJ. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah they're going to be back tonight, and I'm going to see them back tomorrow. They're, they're nice. And I'll tell you right now, she's got some good jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Oh, what a nice couple. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to say, I'm going with Aspen Ladd. Because who? What fight are you talking about? No, who are you going with? Aspen Lad. Oh, I thought you said Askin Lad. <laughs> I miss. I misheard you. No, you did. You miss me. My listen, fault. I'm going to say by decision because it's Norma Dumont's not not a tough. Understand? She's tough, and it's going to be a tough fight. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy fight, but uh, Aspen Lad's gonna. She's going to get it done. I feel. Not Kamora Lad. That's a buddy of mine. I played VR. Yeah, yeah. I love Kamora Lad. Kamora Lad's a good man. I'm going to take Aspen Lad. Go ahead. Third round stoppage. Ooh. All right. All right. Agree to disagree. Um, Andre Olaske versus uh, uh, Carlos Felipe. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say Olaske. Holy shit, man. This Carlos Felipe has only lost once. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. And he and he and he's got look at the guys he's just beat. Collier, Taffa. But you know, I mean, I mean, we got Andre Lasky coming off a win over a unanimous decision over Chase Sherman, young a young gun. Listen, it's experience. You understand? Yep. The old bull versus the young buck. And I'm going with the old bull. I know you're going with Carlos. I know you are. You got to get that little smirk off your face, Jimmy. How right. did he? We were just talking out. Get that smirk. You're being disrespectful. No, uh, not. Good. I'm taking Andre Olaski by stunning second round knockout. It's going to, how's he going to do it? <laughs> you watch and see. What do you think? Arlovsky <gasps> by decision. <laughs> That's probably a better. Um, more realistic thing, but I like to think outside the box, Jimmy. Yeah. By the way, Jimmy, what's in the box? What's in the box? That's nice. Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> what's that from, Jimmy? You'll never guess. Um, it's from how old you're acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. That's today's show. Oh, shit. 37 people. That's what he's implying that I'm a fucking child. All right, Jimmy, you're hysterical. You made me cry at the end. Thank you. Anyway, Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Uh, I'm going to be in Philadelphia 
I think 28th through the 31st at uh, Helium Comedy Club. And I'm going to be here in the Big Apple at Caroline's in uh, the first week of November. Uh, come see me. I have a new hour of material, and uh, it's really good. <laughs> Jimmy, you, you fucking killed me with that shit. <laughs> You're quick, Jimmy. You're way quicker than that Doug Bell character. Hey. <laughs> Jimmy, hey. I don't know if you saw the new rash guards on my Instagram. You might want to look that up right now when I'm talking to you. Look at what, look at those new rash guards. Jimmy, I'm going to wear that underneath my normal, uh, my normal attire. You know what I'm saying? And if something ever happens, I'm going to pull open my shirt like Superman. And you're going to see the Sarah with the Sarah eyes looking at you. And I felt like a little X-Man. I felt like an X-Man. I felt like a little five foot six Avenger. Yeah, hold on. Did you look at it yet? Uh, you ordered the new Sarah Rash cards. They're like a black grayish cameo. They're very cool. And they're very comfortable. I was rolling around with that with my 310-pound brother-in-law the other day. Oh, yeah, very nice. That's really looks oh, good. And dude, you look great. Oh, well, that's not what it's about. <clears throat> but I do feel great, Jimmy. So anybody, if you want some uh, Sarah merch, from Kamora and Savage t-shirts to fucking rash guards, go to sarahbjj.com. Jimmy, we're both on Cameo. I love you so much. We'll be, we'll be texting over the weekend. Yes, we will. All right. Goodbye, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.